Hello everybody and welcome to the Sam's Report. It is another fabulous Friday. It's actually the 15th for many people, myself included. It's payday. Uh, that's always a nice thing, isn't it? And so we got a 15th, we got a Friday, and we got a lot to talk about. It was an interesting week. Uh, before I kick things off, kind of an odd shout out. Uh, there's an individual who listens to this podcast every week, or at least appears to be listening to it every week on, and he gives a fave on SoundCloud and it's Warren Bringer. And most people don't actually go to soundcloud.com to listen to this, but he does this religiously every week and he's been doing it for, I, I can't even remember how long, but I get the email notification every single week. So shout out to Warren. But uh, other things, if you're looking for Apple stuff, I did another podcast, uh, Sam's Report, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. I think it was Tuesday. And yeah, so you can go check that out. So I'm not going to drill into that. I think that stuff has been beat to death quite a bit. And now all we kind of sit back and wait for is to see, well, how well is everything going to sell? And so you can pre-order your iPhone 8 now. You can go buy, pre I think, pre-order an Apple 4K TV and pre-order an Apple Watch with LTE. So there you go. You got all that stuff going on. But um, other things that were actually coming out this week that are not Microsoft related, Google Pixel is going to have an event in early October. And actually, when watching the NFL game last night, my Bengals played against the Texans and they lost in an embarrassing fashion at home. Uh, Google is actually running TV ads for this. I, I was really surprised. They're really kind of hyping this up. October 4th is when Google is going to do their event and they're running TV ads. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually thinking October is going to be a really busy month. Um, so on, on a personal level, well, not really personal, Sonos is having an event that month, month, uh, Google is having an event that month and, uh, you know, don't, don't run to the presses with this, but I think Microsoft might be having one in New York. Um, starting to hear a lot of whispers around that. I have, I, as I've said many times, I think they screwed up with the announcement for late October with the London event thing, but, um, you know, nothing, nothing really to run on yet. Just, uh, you know, all the all the right things are happening in the right place, and we'll see if Microsoft does have an actual a a Surface event in New York in October, but um, nothing to really fully confirm at this point. And so, uh, other things that happened inside of the world of Microsoft this week, and not many people wrote this up. I was really surprised because I kind of got a scoop on it, and it, I think this is actually a much bigger deal than most people are running with. Uh, Microsoft had a ugh, another significant round of layoffs this week. I believe the announcement went out on Tuesday. And they cut, what I'm hearing about is uh, about a thousand people, maybe even a little more. Now, I, I haven't gotten multiple sources to confirm that figure. I did have dozens of people telling me that there were actually cuts, but uh, they were pretty sizable. And last time when they announced these in July, they said, hey, it's mostly going to be people not in the U.S. and blah, blah, blah. Uh, a lot of these cuts, actually, I think most of them were inside the U.S. And it wasn't just sales teams like last time. Uh, there were engineers, there were project managers, there were quite a few people across different services and orgs that were actually cut. So this is, uh, it, it granted, Microsoft has over 100,000 employees, so 1,000, you know, headcount uh, reduction is not um, a significant like impact to the materialness of the organization. But if you're one of those thousand people who were laid off, that sucks. Um, nobody likes layoffs. They all kind of suck. And so hats out uh, to those people um, who are now without a job. Hopefully Microsoft is treating them well with good severance packages. So all that stuff is going on inside of Microsoft. I did hear from one source that said, hey, they think this is the last round of layoffs. So if you are at Microsoft listening to this and you've been kind of on the edge of your seat and you and you made it through this round, um, 
granted, this is not a perfect thing, but one source said, hey, they thought that this was the last round of cuts for Microsoft. And so that uh, is good news until obviously they do the next cut or whatever actually happens with the company. Uh, yeah, so any anything moving on to more happier thoughts, I guess, sort of. Uh, Microsoft has been releasing new Windows builds that don't have the little watermark on the bottom. And people started freaking out because they didn't read Microsoft's actual blog post. And they said, oh, it's RTM. No, it has an RTM. Microsoft explicitly called out in their last blog post with their last Windows 10 fast ring release that, hey, this is the watermark's gone, but this is not RTM. And so... It is coming soon. We know that it's coming in late October, October 17th. This is, this is again, <laughs> this is why this whole October thing with Microsoft feels so weird that they came out this far ahead and said, hey, uh, we think October 17th is kind of the, the release. Great. Um, why are they removing the watermarks now in, in early September? Granted, I guess it's mid-September at this point. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Something it just doesn't make sense, and that's why I'm leaning towards there's some sort of hardware release or something in mid to late October, because why would they rip the watermark out a good over four to five weeks before the release of the OS? They typically do this like two weeks out, roughly. Um, they'll have a week of where they smash a whole bunch of builds at us, and then they'll pick one, um, and I can't imagine that they're going to be smashing builds at us for the next three weeks, because that will get really boring and really... Um, it, it it just doesn't make sense, guys. That's, that's really the point that I'm getting at. And so, yeah. Uh, that's why I think there's something going on in October that's a little bit bigger. I suspect, you know, kind of shooting from the hip here that they were to release... Um, new hardware or make hardware announcements with the release of the fall creators update just kind of bundle that up into a nice little event where they announce a surface book 2 or more than likely what we call the surface book 2017 model um they could potentially update this thing and just say hey you know what we're just putting updated graphics in there updated um storage and go from there and that would be a decent event i guess um that's kind of it. I don't, I don't know. Unless they have something else up their sleeve, I'm not expecting a Surface phone. I've heard nothing in that capacity. And yeah, so I don't, I don't know what else they would announce in October. I guess they could really hype up the Xbox One X at that stuff, some more integration. And there you go. Um, other things happening in the Windows 10 world. Uh, if you're a mobile fan, 15245 is now in the slow ring. I can't imagine that impacts too many people. Uh, Microsoft also recently updated the number of devices that you can now link to your Microsoft account. So if you ever had that app issue, uh, you can now have, I think it's 2,000 devices. So yeah, I, I ran into that a couple times. And so there you go. Uh, other things happening in the world, Microsoft announced that the next developer day is October 10th. These things are kind of neat. And so people tend to look and say, oh, I'm not a developer. Why would I ever watch this? Uh, this is a really, really good way to see what Microsoft is doing on the inside. Typically, they'll show off kind of pre-release stuff. Uh, fluent design, I'm sure, is going to be a big part of it. Actually, if Microsoft does have an event in October, I would expect that they might talk about the next release of Windows 10. And this developer day could be also another window into what is coming with the next release of Windows 10. And so, yeah, uh, that is October 10th. And Microsoft also this week, <laughs> let's take a step back here for a second. Uh, so late last week, there was a lot of hoopla, hoopla, I say, around uh, Microsoft Teams becoming Skype for business, right? That kind of went all over and it was actually a massive post over on Petri, one of our top posts of the quarter, potentially even the year. 
uh, based on the traffic it got. And so all this is going on. I asked Microsoft for comment. They gave me no comment on it because I suspect they'll do something at Ignite. And then about 24 hours later, they contacted me and says, hey, we have some uh, Microsoft Teams news under embargo. And would you like it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, this has got to be it. They've got to be clarifying it, what's going to go on. And they, they send all this information over and it's announcing that guest access is available for Microsoft Teams. Nothing to do with the kind of shit show of Skype for Business becoming Microsoft Teams. But uh, yeah, so Microsoft Teams access is now available for guest users. And I believe they said it will also start working in the next several weeks for people who only have a Microsoft account and not maybe not in active or, uh, Azure Active Directory or federated account such as that. And so, yeah, that is finally here. They met, That's one small snap to catching up to Slack. They also announced they have over, what, I think it's 118,000 organizations looking at it or trying it out. Uh, that, that's great. I mean, it kind of shows the power of Microsoft's productivity suite that, hey, they can release a, an application like this in less than a year, get massive user adoption, which is kind of the strength of what Microsoft can do in the productivity space. What we don't know is how deep those users are actually uh using the platform, right? If one person inside of a 100,000 person company opens up Teams and tinkers around with it, are they counting in that 118,000 user? I probably, I bet they are, um, 118,000 organizations, but we don't really know and Microsoft would never really go into that type of detail. So other things, other things Microsoft announced this week, I actually find this one a little interesting. Uh, Microsoft announced Azure Confidential Computing which is going to bring data encryption to the entire Azure platform. Uh, Microsoft is saying with confidential computing, users can now move data to Azure knowing that it is safe, not only at rest, but also from the following threats, malicious insiders with administrative privileges or direct access to hardware, uh, hackers and malwares that exploit bug in an operating system and applications or, or exploiting bugs in the operating system, applications or hypervisor and third-party accessories accessing it without their consent. This is actually a pretty big deal. Uh, kind of, I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. This is known as a holistic or end-to-end -end entire based encryption. Basically, the data is always encrypted in movement and at rest and in flight. All use your other things that you want to talk about. And Microsoft is making this a big deal because now they're saying that, hey, Microsoft can't even see what this stuff is. It is fully encrypted. And for the privacy advocates and people who have sensitive data, uh, maybe Equifax could take a look at this since now I have to buy uh, identity fraud insurance for the rest of my life. Thank you for that, guys, because they gave us 12 months free protection. But my social security number will not ever change. Thanks for that, jackasses. Um, so, yeah. So, this... Encryption's great. I'm a big fan of encryption. I know some people get it, say, hey, man, but you know what? People can use it for bad things. You know what? You can use anything for a bad thing. You can use a popsicle stick for bad things. Um, so, yeah, I'm a fan of encryption. So, Azure encryption platform or confidential computing is now out. But here's what I find interesting about this is why didn't they wait until Ignite? Right? Um,. They've got that next week. This seems this is very much an ignite level announcement, and Jesus Christ, Paul is dumb. I am doing my podcast now. <laughs> uh, I do this podcast same time every day, and Paul asks me for a favor. He says you're not marked as busy uh, because you can't in the modern version of Skype or the version of Skype that I'm using. So, anyways, uh, but back to the relevant stuff, and when Paul's not being a pain in my ass is that, hey, why didn't they announce this stuff at Ignite, right? 
this is very much an Ignite level announcement. They have sessions that are going to show this off. This is very cool, and this is very much right in their wheelhouse. But you know what? Here we are. They announced it, which leads me to believe that maybe they've got a lot to announce at Ignite, which could be a good thing. So, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We'll see what is coming next week. Uh, also, some other random things that have popped up. Looks like Microsoft might be renaming some of their SQL Server machine learning stuff as Microsoft Machine Learning Server. That kind of popped up around in a few different places this week. And so that seems like an Ignite level announcement. And it falls right into that perfect marketing thing. It's like, hey, we have a machine learning server application, uh, even though it's just kind of SQL Server. But um, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see what is going on. And Microsoft also has a couple different weird patents coming out. And one of them is like a floating display thing. And so the reason why I find this very interesting is that I think this might be some sort of potentially Alex Kitman related work. And I also know that Alex Kitman is related uh, or it's said to be working on the mobile-ish device and supposedly it's going to do, 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 supposedly it's going to have like multiple displays and potentially do some of this holographic related stuff. I don't really know. I haven't put the full narrative together yet. And maybe I'm just thinking too deeply into this, but um, something, something's going on there. And they also got a patent. I believe it's for reading a fingerprint that is above the screen. So you don't actually have to touch the screen. You can, I, I'm like demoing it on my hand as if you can see. So you could like keep your, where the hell is the camera? Like keep your finger above the screen and have it read it, which would actually be nice. Cause then you don't have to worry about fingerprints and yeah. So a couple, a couple little interesting tidbits about that. And if you put all that stuff together, it could mean a pretty neat little thing. And there's also some thing that walking cat or if walking cat is how most people know him uh bing for business there's now a private preview for that i don't i don't know what that is i don't know maybe private search um but there's now a bing for business private preview so if anybody has any idea what that is i would actually love to know and so let's dive into the questions this week i always love the questions guys I very much appreciate it uh, Poncelius asks, he says, actually, let me refresh the page. He says, Poncelius asks, he says, what did he say before the page reloads? I'm really failing at this. Jesus. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Cause there's a new question. That's why I wanted to do it. Uh, he says there has been a bunch of windows 10 mobile bug fixes recently. Is windows 10 mobile ready to come out of beta? Um, yeah. I mean, here's what they're going to do. We all know that feature two is the end of the road and they'll probably announce that here that, Hey, feature two is just complete. Um, don't expect many new features or any at all at this point. It's basically on lockdown mode and they're just doing stuff. And so, yeah, uh, Kadupa asks, he says, Hey Brad, two questions. Is Microsoft basically managing its decline? Well, yes and no, right? I think every company is just sort of managing their ups and downs. It depends how you define decline because in Azure and a lot of their enterprise space, I don't think they're declining. I would argue that they're probably accelerating growth there. Uh, with the consumer and Windows 10, yeah, I think there is a bit of decline. I mean, we've talked about a million times about how Windows is evolving and it's a mature product. It's not getting new users because it's been around for um, many people's entire lives at this point. And so... Managing their decline, I don't know. Like, I don't think they're declining as a company. I think they're just evolving and moving to where the money is. They're, Microsoft doesn't make much money from consumers. Even with the Xbox stuff, they still make money uh, when you look at all the pieces together, when you look at game licensing and all that stuff. It takes, it takes a while for that to mature. But, um, yeah, the money for Microsoft is always and will continue to be in the enterprise. And so people think they're declining because it's like, Hey, we're not doing phones, which granted I do admit is that a massive issue for Microsoft. They would be, they would have a lot more money if they would have had a mobile platform. 
but um, yeah, consumer is not really Microsoft's strength. It never really has been. They're going to continue to make Surface hardware. But again, that's not a huge product line. A billion dollars for Microsoft is a lot. But when they're doing 20 billion plus per quarter, um, it's not a huge portion of it, right? And that Surface is generally, give or take ballpark, you know, use whatever uh, qualitative or quantifying uh, word you'd like, is generally about a billion dollars a quarter on a good quarter. And so it adds revenue, but it grant, granted margins on hardware is not great. So it's not like Azure margins. It's not like Office 365 margins. It's not like SharePoint margin. It's not like any of that stuff. And so there you go. Uh, and then he also asked a couple of questions. He says, by concentrating enterprise, is Microsoft putting its eggs in one basket? No, I don't. Enterprise isn't really one basket. Um, I mean, I guess it's one segment of the market, but it is probably the largest segment of the market. I'd be curious, actually, if enterprise is larger than consumer um, from, from a tech perspective. It seems like I would imagine it is. Um, it's also much easier to lock those users in uh, unless you're named Oracle uh, at this point. But yeah, I, I, the problem the problem with Microsoft, I guarantee you that if they had a way to make significant revenue from the consumer, they would be doing it. The problem is, is that they can't. They, they haven't figured that out. They haven't really gotten that locked down. They get distracted too easily. They don't follow through on all their promises uh, with consumers, that, are, that is. And so that's they, they don't make money there. They didn't make money with this thing. I know that for a fact. They couldn't build a quality product that would last. Uh, they, didn't, they lost $10 billion on these things. Um, I don't think they're going to make much money with Windows mi mixed reality, to be honest. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, which is why they're not building first party hardware. It's just that they don't make money with consumers. So what? it's hard to justify throwing more money at it. So there we go. Uh, Rob seven asks, he says, I just loaded the insider build on my 950 XL. Everything is working great. Is lack of apps. The only reasons guys are down on Microsoft mobile. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I've always liked the interface of windows 10 or, or windows mobile. It, Going back to 7, 8.1, or 8, 8.1, 10, it's great. I don't have any problem with the UI. It is quite literally the lack of apps. Um, it became inhibitive to, to my workflow. Um, and also my daughter's school doesn't have an app on Windows Mobile. And so that's very obviously important. And so, yeah, it, it really is just apps. If you don't need apps and all you need is email and a browser, Windows Mobile's great. The problem is that you're not getting new hardware, at least not from anybody, any high-end makers here anytime soon. So Luke Askey says, would you say the most positive Windows 10 news story of the year came from Microsoft Edge Summit this week, where the Edge team states they will they will crawl the web for progressive web apps and ingest quality ones into the Windows Store? So this is a very important announcement, and I was going to talk about this earlier, but I saw it was in questions, and that's why. So Microsoft had their Edge Wedge Edge Edge web i almost said edge wedge summit edge web summit and so microsoft is doing some good stuff progressive web apps although i think chrome might be a little bit ahead in implementation but progressive web apps are still in, in their early phases i think uh teams is going to become a progressive web apps and basically what they're going to do is they're going to start bringing progressive web apps into the windows store i have no problem with this why not uh, it might be a little deceptive to some people potentially at the end of the day but uh i am very ambitious on progressive web apps they work i i want better implementation and uh a little bit better resource management out of them um but they're getting there they're becoming they're going to kill the app at the end of the day the, the on-prem app or local app whatever you want to call it I'm, I'm pretty convinced of that and so uh, i 
I'm, you know, good job, Edge team. Let's see, let's see how quickly though that they can do this because Microsoft has a tendency to make a lot of cool announcements and then be very slow to deliver. And if they can do this quickly and become a leader in their progressive web app segment with Edge, they actually might stand a chance because Chrome is good, but everybody knows Chrome is a resource hog. If Edge can become a better progressive web app player, and I'm almost thinking like VLC, like media player, but you have a progressive web app player being Edge, that could be their chance to grow their segment or grow their user base. That that really honestly could be it. And so I, I'm curious to see how that's going to go. Uh, da, 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 da. So HRLNGRV, I don't know how you pronounce your name. It says, how does Microsoft define actively used as an actively used of more than 330 million devices? This came from the Edge Summit. Uh, Microsoft claims that Windows 10 is running on 500 million devices, and I figure almost everyone opens Edge by accident. I, I completely disagree with that once a month. Um, I don't open Edge on accident ever. I have Chrome pinned to my taskbar, and I open Chrome. I did open Edge this month for, to watch the Apple um, uh, Apple Keynote, but that's that's really about it. And so 330 million devices, so that's a significant chunk of Windows 10 users. Maybe that's where they're getting the figure. I see what your point is. 500 million to 330, wow, that is a lot of people. It's not all that many. Um, and we don't really know how Microsoft defines actively used. They've never qualified that. It could be just using it, turning it on once a month, accidentally opening it. That's probably all going to fall into it. You got to remember they're going to be very generous when talking about this. They don't want to be restrictive of how they qualify that. And so if somebody opens it, it's going to be considered into that bucket. Uh, Neptune Rising asked, he said, Satya Nadella once acknowledged that Microsoft more or less missed mobile and promised to put efforts into fixing the next big thing, but now they're absent from wearable smart speakers, mobile, self-driving vehicles, and risk losing their lead in AR. Did they miss these two, or do you think that they can uh, become an enterprise-focused company? Uh, thanks for taking the time, Brad. So, very good questions. Um, lots, to, lots to talk about here. So, Self-driving cars is an interesting one because I don't think Microsoft, I think they did actually announce something with potentially with Toyota. But what Microsoft is interested in in the self-driving space is the data that comes out of it. There is a boatload of data that comes out of a self-driving vehicle. Every single one is generating tons of it. And what Microsoft wants to be is the data repository and analyzer and augmenter and slicing and dicer of all that data. That is honestly their play in this segment, I believe, because that's what they're equipped for. There's only probably three companies that can do that. Microsoft, Amazon, and Google is ramping up that segment as well. And so Microsoft wants to be the data analyzer of those products. And so I don't think, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say that they missed self-driving cars. I think they're approaching it from a different way. There's so many companies doing this. Um, Microsoft, knowing how they typically work, would be better off partnering with like GM and Ford and that kind of thing and helping them rather than saying, hey, we're going to build our own vehicle. Because got to remember, Google built their own vehicle, Waymo, and then they rolled it out. Uh, it's now under Waymo. And so it's very expensive and very complex to build a vehicle. It's not something you can just do. It takes a lot of money and time. Look at Tesla. It's taken them a significant amount of time to get to a mass market vehicle like the Model 3. People argue Model S is mass market, but I mean high volume mass market. Um, I don't consider an $80,000 entry price for a sedan to be mass market. And so 
they are landing smart speakers. I, Nadella is, I, I think, just being cautious at the end of the day. He's put some effort into HoloLens, which I think was warranted, gave them kind of a hero-level product for people to aspire to, although they haven't done enough with it, I don't think, in my opinion, or fast enough. Um, it, it's just Microsoft isn't a consumer company. I, I, I am growing more and more... Uh, believing the narrative that Microsoft is just kind of, they're going to dabble in the consumer area, but they're not going to invest billions like Apple does or Google does because the money's not there for them. They're not going to make money from smart speakers. That's I think that's why they paired up with Amazon to work with uh, the Echo and all that stuff. And so Microsoft has done a good job of building out high quality apps for mobile devices for Android and iOS. I think that's kind of their play is that, hey, we are going to get our apps there and that's going to be that um and then Breaker, two more questions breaker asks he says hey i've heard you guys mention that fingerprint reader under the glass patent microsoft has last week what gives um if you watched um uh, yeah actually i did i'm pretty sure i mentioned it last podcast not the apple one but if you listen to last week's i talked about it it's they've got a patent for it under glass we don't know how well it works that's the other thing uh, we know that every company is chasing this apple supposedly was trying to get it into the iphone x and couldn't and we know that microsoft is pursuing this i think google is pursuing this this is kind of like a holy grail to getting rid of all buttons and so you can just put your finger down on the screen it logs you in i mean microsoft any company has multiple iter- multiple uses for that apple could put it in their ipads microsoft could put it in their surfaces google could put it in their uh, chromebooks there's a lot of things here and you can put it in the touchpad at the end of the day and so yeah uh, Merlin E asks, he says, what are the must have iOS apps for a recovering Windows phone addict or user? Uh, so here's a couple of things. Definitely get Outlook. Microsoft's email app is probably the best free a- email app. Uh, I would say get Sunrise, but that's no longer there. And then I would definitely get OneNote and OneDrive. Those are all kind of like the three apps that I use um, quite a bit. So Outlook, OneDrive, um, and OneNote are the other ones that I use quite a bit. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I use. There's a couple camera apps out there, but to be honest, they're not not really offering anything crazy. The Bing app is just kind of meh. Um, so yeah, and then you can also always download all the Word, the mobile Word apps. Like there's Excel, there's Word, there's PowerPoint. Those are always kind of helpful to have. Not something I use on a daily basis, but when I come across an email that has that, it is always very nice to do that. And those apps are great. You're going to get a much better experience there than you do on, um, yeah. So there you go. There you go. I was trying to think there was something else that was going on this week, but I I don't really know enough about it yet. Um, I'm just kind of trying to poke around and see what's going to truly go on in the month of October. And I know I've said this a million times, but if you're going to Ignite, I will be there. Uh, Paul will be there, and we are going to do the First Ring Daily podcast. We will be doing that 1 p.m., I think, Monday and Tuesday. We'll be doing it live. So definitely stop by and check that out. It's actually in, if you search in the Ignite app, you can actually go find us in there, which is kind of, um, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so that's about it guys. I mean, kind of a busy week, but kind of not, I th- I'm expecting, I say this, I think every week, I'm expecting next week to be a little bit quiet, mostly because Microsoft will have ignite the following week. And if they're going to have announcements, why not save them for ignite? And so with that guys, um, I hope you, everybody has a wonderful weekend and hopefully it's not raining where you are. I know it's been at least in the U S especially on the East coast it has been raining a lot. And so With that, guys, have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch you right back here next time on The Sam's Report.